Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is Faith. Hey! So, uh, I forgot to say this last episode, but we are done with talking uh, about characters in the fifth volume. And we're now starting the sixth volume. We're also just a couple weeks away from episode 300. And so, so we would have talked about 300, 300 characters. Also, 100 weeks of, of uh, episodes. Holy cannoli. Yeah, so. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> so, so many. So many. So many. So many. In fact, I think my the two year anniversary is coming up pretty soon too. Isn't it funny when you get to that point and you're like, "Wait, I've been doing this for two years." But I've gained so m- I've gained so much pedantic knowledge I can just say about Marvel characters. Just so many. <laughs> just- so, uh, I hope you're wearing protective gear because we're talking about a person who's. Radioactive. Oh. Radioactive man. Yes! (laughs) So. Wait, which radioactive man? Is it the Russian dude or the other one? Uh, uh, what's his name? The other one. Good. I like him. I like him a lot. He was in the run of, uh, he was in the run of Thunderbolts that I really liked. So, um, what do you know about radioactive man? Uh, he's radioactive. For somebody who is, like, extremely radioactive, he's, and, like, that's, like, his shtick, he's also, like, really buff. Which I would say is almost the opposite of what people who are super radioactive tend to be. Right, right. He's, like, super buff, he's super tall. Uh, I don't know how he was when he originally showed up in comics, but at least in Thunderbolts, I remember, like, he was sort of, like, a, he was very peaceful person. <laughs> I'm sure at the beginning he was not like that. So, what does he look like? Uh, he is very tall, very buff. He's very green. He's also bald. Uh, you forgot you forgot about his uh like dress. I guess you were. Oh god, that's right. <laughs> it's not a leotard. It's it's a dress. <laughs> It really is. And also, I I have not been able to do this for a while. Pirate boots. <laughs> Green pirate boots as well. Green- oh my gosh. They on have those, returned. On those the pirate thick boots. ass calves also. Yeah. Thighs, the calves, yeah. Cause like, those- like, we're not joking. Like, this dude's really buff. <laughs> He's like super buff. And also... The second Asian character we talked about. First being, or Chinese character, I should say. Uh, first being Mandarin. <laughs> so. Oh, Chen Lu. That's what his name is. Yeah. Uh, you got it. It's Dr. Chen Lu. So his occupation is former nuclear physicist, now professional criminal. He's an expatriated citizen of the People's Republics of, of China, with an international criminal record. His place of birth was Lingzhou in China. Also, 
ladies, gentlemen, in-betweeners. He's also single. Ah. Um, he used to be he used to be a a former member of the original, second and third Masters of Evil. Wow. And also former member of the Titanic Three and Ally of the Mandarin. I guess him and the Yellow Fang didn't get along real well. You know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. <laughs> he first showed up in Journey into Mystery. Oh. Issue uh, 93, The Mysteri- Mysterious Radioactive Man in June 1963. We've been, like, kind of keeping keeping a pretty close knit these these last couple of uh, people. Mm-hmm. Like, all in the early 60s. Yeah. This issue had four stories. Uh, first being The Mysterious Radioactive Man. When Thor aids the Indian army in their fight against the Chinese, the Ch- the Chinese a Chinese scientist transforms himself into the radioactive man and travels to the U.S. to seek revenge. Um, and then here's a text story. It's just a regular-ass book in a comic book. Um, a independent film studio gets some unexpected help with their low-budget feature in Over the Moon. I guess it. I guess it was something like aliens or something. Oh. I don't know. And then there was a uh, the man who wouldn't die. A uh, zillionaire oil man creates the safest fallout shelter in the world. But is it really? <gasps> dun dun dun. I guess it oh, isn't. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then I saw a Martian. One man tries to warn the world of a possible alien invasion. They saw Radioactive Man, and they were like, wait a minute. It's an alien! When really, he's just a guy. He's, just, he's, a, he's an alien in the other way. He's act, He's just like... <laughs> <laughs> he's just like a really buff scientist. So he was a respected nuclear scientist in China. And after the Thunder Guard thwarted a Chinese military incursion into India. Uh, the Chinese government called upon its scientists and military strategists for a way to retaliate to retaliate against Thor. Just Thor. Just Thor. <laughs> you know, who's not even God. American, by the way. In fact, he's not even like Earth. he's he's an actual alien from a different from a different. Like, like Thor's like, why are you fighting no? me? And they're like, because we hate America. And he's like. What? <laughs> I don't even... I, I'm not American. <laughs> I'm not even an American citizen. <laughs> I'm an actual thousand-year-old god. Yeah, we're gonna fight America by fighting Thor. Chin Lu had already been experimenting for several years on a way of harnessing nuclear radioactivity to induce human powers and human beings. Um, He volunteered to become China's human weapon against Thor, concealing his uh, own aspirations of of world conquest. Having spent months immunizing himself against the harmful side effects of of radioactivity, uh, he exposed himself to a massive dose of a specific particle radiation, thereby mutating his body. 
after impressing superiors with the demonstration of new superhuman powers. Uh, he, calling himself Radioactive Man, traveled to New York City to travel Thor. After Thor defeated him, Radioactive Man was reported to have been destroyed. But in fact, he went into hiding until Baron Heinrich Zemo located him and enlisted him in the original Masters of Evil. By this time, the Radioactive Man was no longer serving China communist leaders. The Avengers defeated the Masters of Evil, but years later, Radioactive Man joined the new Masters of Evil, Evil uh, organized by Ultron. <laughs> and then this was also defeated by the Avengers. And the Radioactive Man was imprisoned in a cell designed to specifically restrain him. Which I feel is a good idea, because you probably don't want to put him in through the cell, <laughs> right? you could just punch a hole through. Or just kind of sit there and make everyone die by being around him. Being a uh, comic prison, uh, he broke free and fled to Vietnam, where he briefly teamed up with Titanium Man in the third Crimson Dynamo as the Titanic Three. I was hoping that the third guy would also have something man. So that it was like radioactive man, titanium man, but no man, man, man. man. <laughs> it's just some guy. <laughs> he, he was bitten by radioactive man, <laughs> and he gave the power of man. <laughs> like, gosh, I love Axe body wash. <laughs> See, I was just thinking like he has the power of two men. I was just. Just double. Just two men. Which is actually the power of Nighthawk. At night, he has the power of two men. Which is worse than 3D Man, who has the power of three men. It's like he can lift slightly larger objects than normal. <laughs> man, man. Wait, is he a man's man as well? No, no, he's he's a man-man. Not a man's man. A man's man. <laughs> Double the man. Well, him and Titanium Man and the Crimson Dynamo were the Titanic Three, champions of Eastern Communism. Ooh. These three former communist agents decided to, to serve their masters no longer. And yeah, take that, wanted to no bourgeois. Long <laughs> yeah, yeah th they, they didn't want to be considered criminals either. So, instead of being criminals, they became a superhero team in Vietnam to communist ideals. But the Titanic 3 broke up after circumstances that have not yet been revealed, a.k.a. the writer who wrote about him next forgot about it. <laughs> and they just dropped it. They're just like, mm, no. Oh my gosh, no, it's so true, Lou. <laughs> so eventually, uh, he was contacted by the criminal scientist, uh, Eli Elias Stahl. Oh boy. Otherwise known as Egghead. Oh boy. And agreed to join another incarnation of the Bastards of Evil. He just, like, he just really likes being part of a club. Well, like, he, he likes being part of a club with at least a similar name. 
Like, there has to be at least one other person in the team whose name ends with man. Otherwise, it's just, yeah. it, it won't work. It just won't work. Uh, but then, Pym defeated the group single-handedly, and the radioactive man was just like, nope, <laughs> and was deported. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he was deported uh, by the U.S. government. And then he, um, and then afterwards he entered the service of the Mandarin, and that's all we have about him at the moment. I love how they're like, "All right, how are we going to thwart his future plans? Let's just deport him." That's it. <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> Let's get him out of here. <laughs> how do we stop him from destroying America? What if he? wasn't in america oh shit (laughs) see i feel like that's just a great way to get rid of a lot of issues be like what if they weren't here what if we took this problem and put it far away from us (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh because I feel like that's a problem. Uh, th- that's that's a legitimate solution to a lot of things. It really so. is. Like, and I Marvel has so- solved a lot of problems that way. <laughs> what if it just we just took this and we moved it over here? And like they they do this in numerous different ways. Uh, like you know, one way they literally throw it into the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do we get rid of this thing? Throw it into the sun. It's the only way. Sometimes, sometimes they put it in a dark hole underground. Sometimes they put it in another dimension. Uh, sometimes, sometimes they just sometimes they're just like not in America. <laughs> <laughs> like we don't care about the rest of the world. Well, God, what an American thing too. <laughs> like we no, we just don't want him to be wrecking stuff in America. <laughs> So we're so, like, gonna take him really... out of America. <laughs> so like he can do whatever he wants, not here. Unfortunately, I know for the the American leadership at the time that he does eventually come back to America. Where which afterwards he is then deported again back to China. Well well he did join he did join three other incarnations of the Thunderbolts. So he basically replaced his uh, Masters of Evil kick with a Thunderbolts yeah, and kick. And then he, he made like, who, that's how he met his best friend Songbird. And they were. Yeah, who's now a good guy. Yeah, and then they became best friends, and then. Uh, then he got deported <laughs> again. Um, he's 6'6. Holy cannoli! All, this is this is all t- this is a tall boy club. Oh as my well. god! Like, what is with Marvel and like buff scientists? They like they just really love a buff. They scientist. just do. Like, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I can. Like, I'm okay. Yeah, I can join this I'm, parade. Like, I'm okay with buff scientists, but like. What about like a, just a buff dumb guy? Actually, no, they have tons <laughs> I of buff dumb say, guys. I was going to say there's a lot of those actually. <laughs> I think they just have a lot of. I think I, I think it's less like a buff scientist. I think it's just like buff dudes. Buff, uh, yeah. Oh my god! It's almost like this is a superhero comic company 
that has a lot of idealized male characters. But yeah, six foot six, oh my god, he's way taller than I thought. He's also way taller than the average height in China. <laughs> he's like, he's just if you sit he's like if you send him back, he's almost double as tall as some people. He's just he's like too big. He's just too big. See, that's why he came to America. <laughs> Because, like, everything here is too small, I can't handle it. <laughs> so, like, he, he moved he moved to New York where there's tons of buff guys like him, about as tall. Like, he could probably finally get clothes that fit him. He's like, finally, a chair I can sit in. <laughs> My legs are so tired. Uh, well, his eyes are brown. He has no hair. Yeah, he is. And he weighs... Th- he weighs... Oh, uh, one one hundred and ten pounds less than the weed number, aka three hundred and ten pounds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you want to know his unusual features? Yes. Oh, please tell me. I need to know. He has the radioactive man's uh, skin is iridescent green. Yes, he glows in the dark. He can lift about two tons. Holy cannoli. I could have swore he could lift taller. Yeah. I mean, more. I feel like maybe at this point he can lift two tons and then later they, like, bump it up a little bit. I could have swore he Yeah, because I feel like in at least Thunderbolts he was way stronger than that. So he possesses the ability to manipulate and project radioactive particles given off by his body's atomic decay. How? He can build up vast stores of nuclear energy, which you can control at will. He he makes he ejects the uh, radiation in form of heat or as hard radiation, aka radiation that punches you. <laughs> <laughs> he can also use this energy to uh, make him stronger. Uh, oh, see, there you go. He, he can also use it as like a force field. It was like strong enough that it can repel Mjolnir. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty crazy, or actually. He create, or he can create a nearly blinding light. Ooh. Yeah, see, that's the one drawback of radioactive men. He's not stealthy at all. <laughs> no, no. Like, I imagine it's kind of hard for him to sleep because, first off, he's probably burning the. The bed he's laying on, unless he has like lead lined sheets. Yeah, then he uh, like there's constantly light everywhere. Not, and I imagine all that excess energy probably doesn't let him sleep. Wait, wait, does he have to sleep? Probably not. Honestly, he's a living. He's a living. He's a living radioactive, radioactive uh, generator, generator, basically. So like, he wouldn't have to sleep to regain energy. Because he his, has infinite energy. Oh my god. Oh my god. He can literally, like, power a city. And also, because he is, um... Because he's uh, always creating more energy, he's probably not going to age because his cells aren't decaying. Well, they're decaying, but they're being replaced. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So the effects of his powers on his opponents could be like a minor radioactive poisoning, you know, like nausea and dizziness, <laughs> oh. to complete incineration. Oh, dear God. 
I like how it's like minor radioactive poisoning. Like radioactive poisoning in any capacity isn't horrible. He also has the ability to just give people cancer. I oh guess. my god! It's yeah, I'm not surprised. Because <laughs> like I guess I guess one thing he could do if he wanted to just be uh, just a dick in general is to be like, I'm going to give you enough radioactive poisoning. To just cause a tumor. Just. And like, just, just a nice tumor. Where's a, where's a nice, t- where would you like this tumor? In 20 years. What? Is, the, you're going to have in, a in, bad time. Year, I, I'm going to give you stage one cancer. It's going to be real mild at first, but you're going to have just a great brain tumor in about a year. Top notch. <laughs> he can, but he can also like, uh, he can like, you know, detonate himself. "Quote unquote." Oh God! That's by releasing a bunch of stuff. That's and, right. <laughs> yeah, he can, it, which I mean, drains a lot of his energy, but he can, you know, basically be a walking nuclear bomb. Jeez. Or, or he could like dampen it, uh, down to a safe level. But there's always like a residual like leakage. Yeah. Happening. Yeah. Which is about fifty millirads per hour. The average person and the average person. Uh, gets about 150 millirads a year of radiation, of just ambient radiation. And with a suit that was given to him by Baron Zemo, he could be around people without basically causing cancer. Yeah, I remember that. Indefinitely. I remember that part of Thunderbolts too. Because there's a part where Baron Zemo's like, I gave you your suit! And he's like, okay, so... Yeah, so, yeah, that's Radioactive Man. He's pretty cool. He actually, yeah. Part of the Buff Boy Club. He is. Buff Boy. And he's, like, a decent human being now. And he's also, like, tall. We had just a t- group of tall just people. Just tall boys today. Tall boys. See, I originally wanted to have, like, a Q week, because there's only three characters with Qs in their name. But I could make this, like, the Tall Boy Club week. I like it. Yeah, because I need a theme. So, uh, I'm retroactively calling this the Tall Boy Club week. Yeah, do you have any other thoughts, feelings? No. Not that I can think of, at least. Okay, well, do your plugs. Uh, I make a comic called Grace Wings. It's real spooky. You should go read it. It's an urban fantasy, but the main character is not a hot redhead. Speaking of urban fantasy, um, I almost watched a uh, sci-fi show called Van Helsing. It did not capture me, but it's but the uh, lead vampire lady is a hot redhead in um, leather pants. Of course, of course. Also, I don't feel like doing my plugs, so listen to my other plugs on my other episodes. Yeah. Go look at um, his cat, his precious son. Yeah, look at look. You know the links will be in the description. I guess the main thing is if you want to support me, um, you can tell a friend, share the links out, or support me on Patreon. Which you have the option to do that in the description, as I said before. And uh, besides that, this has been Alphabet Flight, and may Conchie protect you through all your night's travels. Bye. Bye. Bye.